0: The Fat Boy Show. Well, Friday is upon us, and you're listening to your number one station, RX Radio. This is The Fat Boy Show, and my name is Fat Boy. How are you today? I hope you're doing great. And, uh, you know, war is still raging in certain parts of the world, so not all is well everywhere in the world. Uh, Most notably, all attention has been on uh, Ukraine in uh, recent months. For now, almost three months, or slightly longer uh ukraine has been embroiled in a war with russia after having been invaded by russia and uh, the rest of the world was uh, quick to or i should say the western world was mm-hmm. quick to condemn russia for that invasion and uh they very swiftly imposed uh sanctions on russia and uh you know uh, opted to not buy uh, oil and uh, all this kind of stuff from russia And uh, there was a lot of cheering going on in response to those measures, uh, believing that this would bring Russia to heel and would teach that dictator Putin to not mess with Ukraine and with NATO. (laughs) But it looks like all those measures have backfired. The sanctions against Russia have instead caused problems for uh, Western nations that are seeing record high inflation and uh, escalation of uh, the price of, uh, of fuel and energy supplies. And food, and uh, really the whole world is reeling from uh, the after effects of uh, these uh, sanctions. So, really, Russia is not uh, suffering as much as uh, the rest of the world. So, talk about a backfire. And not just that, it's even worse because, guess what? Apparently, and as reported by the New York Times, Russia has earned in the three months uh, since the war began, it has earned 93 billion euros from exports of oil, gas, and coal which revenue exceeds what Russia is spending on the war and exceeds what uh, uh, Russia was making before the war. So they're making even more money now in spite of uh, all of the sanctions and in spite of uh, all of the blockades and uh, the boycotts. Hmm. Putin's having the last laugh. What do you think about that, Daniel?
1: Now I'm not an advocate for war, but I find it interesting that everybody, all the analysts... All the commentators, you know, all those people, politics, business, they all missed this. Well... I ma- I, I don't get how.
0: Look, a lot <laughs> of people are just uh, deluded. Uh, and I think there was a lot of wishful thinking going on. And I've been seeing that lately uh, in many political circles, in many media circles, is mm-hmm. that either they're too caught up in their own sense of idealism and romanticism, that mm-hmm. they just they just end up not seeing reality for what it is. I mean, the very notion, for example, the very notion that uh, you could uh, make Russia suffer by making it hard for them to export their uh, energy, knowing that Europe is almost entirely dependent on Russia for its energy. Exactly. It was
1: not going to work. It it, it was just absurd from the very beginning. Exactly. it's hilarious that everybody... While analyzing the situation of the war, that time the the vehicles broke down on the road. Right. Yeah, maybe poorly serviced vehicles. Yes, fine. Bad strategy and all that. Mm -hmm. But none of them had thought for one minute that maybe this was going to become a global crisis that at some point would benefit Russia at the end of it all. So this is why I I have issues listening to people who call themselves analysts.
0: No, I feel like, and uh, I've also believed that these people have become their own worst enemy. Yeah. You know, you see them doing this Like, I would have to say for me, from the moment it became most obvious was from the era of Trump, where the political commentariat class uh, and uh, the media sort of just, because they were so ideologically biased in one position, they just let go of all principles. They led with their biases and with their emotions, almost as though they Mm -hmm. could wish their ideas into reality. And so they would just publish the wildest, most uh, ridiculous articles. About what was going on in the world, or with Donald Trump, or whatever, which would cause many normal
1: people to look at the media and be like, "What the hell are these people saying? Are these people smoking?" You, you get it. Because if, if if you look at, for example, the support Biden has now, uh huh, despite the failing economy, the media is like, "Yeah, Biden, Biden's yeah, he's, he's still better killing than it. Trump. <laughs> like he's doing an amazing job." Exactly. I, I can give you the funniest example of like media just being wild in the West. Um... Their depiction of Africa. Right, right.
0: That as an example.
1: Every monkeypox headline in BBC about the cases in the UK has for some reason had Africa in the in it.
0: Yeah, and, and yes. it just it defies common sense. I mean, so why what relevance would it be to post an African for a disease that hadn't yet even really broken out in Africa?
1: It it's all the way we are really not suffering from monkeypoxia at all. Yes, Africa may be the origin, that's also a claim. But overall, why are you going to say that uh, 98% of cases of monkeypox are not from Africa? Say they're in the UK. What do you mean (laughs) not from Africa? What what is this? Just leave us out of it. Like say 98% of the cases of monkeypox are in the UK. Acknowledge it for what it is. Yeah. So that's the problem we're having now.
0: What about how the media handled COVID as an example? How Uh you could not even uh, mention the fact that it was likely it came out of a lab? Uh Uh-huh. To in say that uh, the place? lab could have been involved had the entire media coming together and uh, calling you a conspiracy theorist, uh-huh. you but know, but any th- questions that were initially raised about the efficacy of the vaccines,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you would be slammed all kinds of names. And the media always on the side, the wrong side of history, <laughs> because eventually the truth catches up, and then the
1: media just pretend like they never said it. Yeah, at all, at like, all, it right. didn't happen. I would like to see how they react to the Amber Heard thing. Oh, you see them trying. I uh, see them Oh, really they, they're trained. running cover
0: for Amber Heard, trying all kinds of angles really to, to make it seem like uh, Amber Heard was somehow uh, unlucky or unfairly treated. But see, yeah. it's, unfortunately, it's not landing. It's not connecting with the public who are increasingly yes. becoming wary of uh, trusting the media. And which is why I'm saying they're their own worst enemy because they believe that They can impose their will and ideas on on the masses, but you can only do that for so long. Yes. Until people just say, you know what? You have lied to me so often and for so long that now it's hard (laughs) for me to trust anything you say. If on the front page of the New York Times, it says the sky is blue, Mm -hmm. I might have to look outside and to confirm. Just to be sure.
1: (laughs) It may be covered (laughs) by
0: dust. It could be brown. So Anything can happen. So back to Ukraine, Um, Mm. since the beginning of the conflict, the media has been romanticizing uh, the ukraine capacity for war yes. and its ability to fend off russia mm-hmm. and so any uh, rumor or story that would paint uh, the ukrainian armed forces in a more positive and flattering light these would just be plastered on the front page they went for it uh and uh anything that would make russia look bad would mm-hmm. just be all over the front page news yeah and yet any information to the contrary You would never see it. It gets shut down. They would just say, oh, that's Russian propaganda, Uh Russian bots, Russian paid operatives Mm -hmm. uh, trying to undermine Ukraine. And so what they ended up doing was that they ended up overhyping Ukraine's military capabilities so that even yet while on the ground, they were being hammered by Russia and they were having uh, territory after territory just being snatched (laughs) and uh, uh, taken over by Russia. Uh, the media was not reporting on these things and mm. giving people the impression that Ukraine was winning. Or oh, yeah, at least it's a fair war. Yes, but then now Ukraine is not winning and the, their leaders are on TV crying, we need help, we need help. But everyone's like, hey, wait a minute, but I thought you're kicking Russia's butt.
1: Yeah, you guys are good, right? <laughs> you guys have <laughs> all this international support. <laughs> NATO is on your side. Like, you, you guys should be okay. So what is yeah. this we're hearing? The only so, thing is Russians are not walking to work.
0: And now you're starting to see uh, articles appearing in the mainstream media that are even now suggesting that Ukraine might have to surrender territory uh, to Russia, might have to sit down on the negotiating table. And Mm -hmm. if you would have said this, us, the normal people that were saying this at the start, we were called Russian agents, disinformation, Mm -hmm. trolls, bots, we were called all these things. But now that uh, it's becoming too hard to deny reality, um, now it's okay to suggest to the Ukrainians to sit down and talk with the Russians because they don't <laughs> stand a chance of winning.
1: It should have started here. That's where it should have started. That's where it should have started. <laughs> a sit-down and a conversation. Yep. And with all due respect, Zelensky, oh I, I, I don't know about his presidential skills and what. As a comedian, the first thing I would have done is like perform a duo with Putin. <laughs> like you get just get on stage with Putin and we crack jokes together, right? As as part of our resolution to this whole yeah. thing. Because if you're a comedian and you're saying I'm going to fight, the first thing people are thinking is why can't you make a? Well, it, it wasn't. He's not that smart, and the he, fact he's he's, he's, he's he's supposed to be though. He, he allowed himself us as comedians. He
0: allowed himself to be seduced to the false promise of the false security offered by NATO, which mm-hmm. really they wanted to use. Uh, uh, Ukraine as an Afghanistan. Basically, mm. this is a proxy war. Um, this is not even a war between Russia and Ukraine. It's a war between Russia and the West yeah. who are simply using Ukraine as as, as you know, the battleground well, uh, for their proxy war. And yeah. uh, instead of understanding that and refusing to let his people and his country be destroyed at the expense of other people's squabbles, mm-hmm. he allowed himself to get sucked into it. And
1: now his people are going to pay the price. He needed the hype. To be fair, I kind of see where Zelensky would be coming from. It's not a good place. It's not even a smart place. For what? Because he's a comedian? No, it's not because he's a comedian. I mean, he was new to the whole presidency thing. And then he also has a point to prove because he's a comedian. On average, I've I've even gone for pitch meetings and someone looks at you and says, but you're a comedian. What do you know about advertising? (laughs) Yet I wrote the concept for this presentation. Right, right, right. 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 So often there's that insecurity of people going to underlook me because of who they think I am. I need to show them I'm something different. Hence all those crazy videos. Ah.
0: Mm, so him coming
1: out to show, I'm a leader, I'm strong, I can stand against Putin, the most feared person.
0: Well, what's going to happen ah. is that uh, one by one, these Western leaders are going to throw him under the bus. Quickly. And they are probably going to tell Zelensky, you know what, maybe you should leave the country.
1: Yeah. it come yeah. these ends. Put it no dead. So that all of
0: this would have been for what at the end of the day? I mean, Ukraine has been set back uh, several
1: decades now. Yeah. <laughs> several decades i think what the west is going to do with ukraine is use it as an example of what russia is capable of Uh uh-huh yeah because you guys see how evil they can be see what they did to Ukraine.
0: yeah but the problem is not many people buy that and this is what i love is that (laughs) at least on like social media like if you read like news articles that are discussing the ukraine conflict um a lot of times you you see a lot of laugh emojis on those articles to show that guys are just not buying it. And if you actually read the comments, you see them just calling out Zelensky as a NATO puppet. Now, in all fairness, I know there's people that are listening uh, right now who are very sympathetic to uh, the, you know, the Ukrainian struggle. You probably think that uh, Putin is a bad guy. And you know what? He's, I'm not going to say he's a good guy. He's a, You know, the president of Russia, I'm sure he's a dirty guy who does dirty things here and there. He was with with the KGB. Yeah. And uh, if you want to say that the invasion was wrong, I'm not even going to disagree with you on that. I think really what our problem is, at least for me, is the fact that this whole thing could have been avoided Mm -hmm. if everyone were more realistic, objective, and uh, really used common sense. This could have been avoided. Uh, and, and so, for failing to do that, now you have a country that's being destroyed. Completely.
1: Completely. And uh, some of our siblings who were there. <laughs> but, Where is he now, by the way? Ah, he's somewhere in Holland. Yeah, okay, okay. Doing his thing. He, he figured out life and he just... northerners can't die in war in another country. Like,
0: that. Yeah, we, we know enough about that. Yeah. Don't we?
1: We, have experience. we are consultants when it comes to conflict.
0: Yeah, so, yeah uh, tragically dead. we are. Tragically we are. <laughs>
1: But you're listening to the Fat Boy Show on
0: RX Radio. Don't go anywhere. We gotta give it to him right now. Do it now. Uganda's king of radio unleashed and unplugged. Turn up now. The Fat Boy Show.